Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Colony Drop, your favorite Gundam podcast. My name is Isaac. And my name is Brian, and this is a podcast where we talk about anything and everything related to the Mobile Suit Gundam franchise. From the anime, to the music, to the models, to the manga, you name it, we do it. That is absolutely right, Brian. We talk about everything, including lore and concepts. And something we're going to talk about today is a very, shall we say, a contentious topic. A a topic charged with emotion (laughs) because of its execution in a recently made Gundam series, which was Gundam Double O. Yes. Today, Brian, we're going to talk about aliens, a.k.a. extraterrestrials. That's right. And we're going to talk about can aliens be done right in Gundam? Is it possible, <laughs> Isaac? Right. Yeah. We're we're not sorry listeners, we're not going to talk about how they were done in Double O <laughs> because we know that was a train wreck. That was that was a terrible movie. <laughs> we're going to talk about if they were redone and between you and me, Brian and our listeners, I think it's inevitable that we're going to see them again just because how much UFOs are trending in, um, mm. you know, social media and the news and also how it has the chance of being interesting. And one of Gundam's pitfalls is that it could be a bit repetitive. So I'd put my money on aliens showing up again. Now the question is, can it be done right? I agree. So I, I attacked this in a few ways, Isaac. I looked at how aliens have been done in Gundam so far. And then I looked at that and I thought, did I like those or did I not like them? (laughs) You did not. (laughs) And then I thought, okay, what factors need to exist within a story if you were going to do them again and do them right or in a way that I think they should be done? The answer is better factors. (laughs) (laughs) Just all around better. Find the double O team and fire them. And then I tried to think of like, okay, well, if I had to put my factors that need to exist into action, how would I do it? Is that somewhat similar to how you approach this or or how did you think about this? Absolutely. I looked at what didn't work with Gundam, which was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And And I put together, what would we need that would be interesting, that would be unique in Gundam and that would just be a better viewing experience? Because for anybody that doesn't, that doesn't know yet or they haven't seen it a double o had two seasons right not terrible all right yeah they had some good moments and stuff like that all right they finished the series with a movie a, a two hour maybe it's like one hour and a half movie that featured aliens and it was just so bizarre and and just a terrible way to do it uh, comment below if you really enjoyed that double o movie and and tell us why my god um <laughs> but yeah so we're trying to approach this as how could they be done right in the near future when, if if Sunrise decides to you know pump out another series feat involving aliens. Because as we all know, if you're a regular watcher of Gundam, if you're a fan, you know aliens really don't show up in the series. It's about human versus human conflict. So why don't we take a moment to discuss what's been done so far and why we didn't like them. And that way the listeners can decide whether or not they're on our side. That's a good idea. <laughs> Take it away, Brian. Give give us the little give us the tour of what's been done. <laughs> okay. So to my knowledge, there's been three instances of aliens in Gundam. I'm gonna leave our favorite double O for the la- for last. So the first one I want to point out is from the Universal Century. In in the manga series Crossbone Gundam Ghost, 
there is a alien virus or viral substance known as Angel's Call. And it just kind of, they just find it, you know, floating out in space. And you know what, Isaac? I'm okay with this in concept. I can't speak about execution because I haven't actually read Crossbone Ghost. But as a concept, I'm okay with an alien virus. You know, it's not like aliens warped in on some ship or something. Yeah, I have to say, that sounds pretty hard science fiction, very grounded in reality, right? Right. So that, I think I'm willing <clears throat> I'm willing to go, go along with that. I think that would fit in with the Universal Century's, I won't say hard science, but more hard science approach relative to the other uh, universes. And by the way, Isaac, when I was looking up Angel's Call, because I had forgotten what it was, I know we've, t- we've talked about it on this podcast before, but I had forgotten what it was before this uh, podcast, so I went and looked it up again. And I found out that in Crossbone Gundam Dust, which I believe is the sequel to Ghost, and there's actually a new one coming out starting this year soon called, I think, X-11. Zeon is back again, Isaac, and the faction is now called Zabi Zeon. <laughs> from what i gather the first few crossbone gundam series are looked upon like fairly pretty well by the fandom and then the last few just sound completely off the rails i i really want to read them they're, they're not translated but yeah wow anyway that's a entirely yeah. tangent but um yeah, uh, you should you should read some of the things that are happening you had me at zombie zeon <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's the first one angels call alien virus i think that's okay i'm on board with that Number two is our favorite, Isaac, the Space Whales from Gundam Seed. Yes. And, again, I don't mind this concept. I think what I didn't like about it, Isaac, was they didn't do anything with it. What a waste. Yeah, I mean, it had such implications, right? Like, where did George Glenn get them? Um, there must be other life forms on whatever planet they were in. Or they, But by Space Whales, does he mean these things that just fly through space in whatever area of space he was exploring? There's so many questions, but, you know, at the end of the day, they end up being a, a knick-knack for the, for the plant leadership to keep in their their, their little, I don't know, their, their break room, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, their big meeting room that was, like, too big. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was relegated to just this thing that they mentioned that had huge implications for the world but was never really explained and that kind of seems like one of those things to me isaac where they did it and then they thought afterwards uh maybe we that was kind of dumb or we don't really want to go down that road and they just never talked about it again right it reminds me of like if there's stargate fans out there do you remember (laughs) isaac when if you shot someone three times with a zat they would disintegrate so if you shot them once you'd stun them twice you'd kill them and then in the third time you would disintegrate them <laughs> and the writers eventually realized that disintegrating them was like really dumb and so they just stopped doing it after like the second or third season and they just never mentioned it again so to me that's like a, that's the space whales there must be some lore explanation right like well things were getting rough for the tokra so they really had to power down like how much energy each each second could get or something like that right their supply chain wouldn't allow for the for the death blow at, at shot three they were running out of crystals yeah they're like oh, i don't know things are getting tough with the i don't know apophis attacking us <laughs> and then number three isaac is our anti-favorite i'll say if the space whales are our favorite then the these are our anti-favorite they were called the extraterrestrial living metal shapeshifters which I believe is, they were abbreviated ELS, and I, I believe you pronounce it ELSES. I, I watched it in Japanese, so I, I don't actually know how the dub pronounced it, but I understand that you say ELSES. So these, Isaac, I'm going to say how why I hated them, and we can compare notes. Of course. So I hated them because you spent the whole show watching Gundams fight in a war about Earth and human endeavors, 
and then we get a curveball at the end that this whole thing was actually a ruse to make contact with extraterrestrials. And I didn't buy that at all. It felt really forced to me, almost like mashing together two unrelated stories and then just trying to bridge them with, oh, by the way, I always wanted to tell an alien story. And this is a point we'll talk about later, but aliens in general, if they do arrive, they are going to be so much more powerful than humanity. It wouldn't be a contest. And we kind of saw that in the movie because in order to make it a contest, the double O Gundam was elevated to like godlike levels of power that made no sense in the Gundam universe. So that's why I didn't like it. It came out of left field and it did not feel like Gundam at all to me. Yeah, absolutely. Also, there was nothing interesting about them. I remember them being extremely powerful to the point where our cast of characters fighting them and their Gundams were outmatched, but the combat wasn't that interesting because these ELSs, they kind of fight like parasites or something like that. Well, not parasites, but I just remember them being nigh invulnerable and they like attach to things. And it's it's not so much a fight as you're fighting like, I don't know, invincible fungi or something <laughs> like that. And then at the end, from what I remember, it ends up being revealed that this was all sort of a miscommunication, right? And they're they're eager to work with humanity and, you know, everybody holds hands at the end and sings. So Yeah, it was a little kumbaya <laughs> with uh, yeah. sets in there. Yeah, humanity. I mean, spoiler alert. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, listeners ahead of time. But I mean, come on, uh, <laughs> they're old spoilers at this point. So. Yeah, I mean, this Double O's been out for a while. Like, oh, oh no, they spoiled it. All right, <laughs> yeah. Comment below if you're mad that we spoiled the Double O movie. <laughs> it's been out for ten years or something. <laughs> and by the way, yeah. I say this, Isaac, as I really liked season one of Double O. Yeah. Double O had some a lot of cool things in it, but what a bad way to end the series! And, and what's what's even more bizarre is like at the end, after all this chaos and destruction and all that, humanity and the aliens like hold hands and you know explore the galaxy together. I was like, what? I felt like the the writer director. I feel like they they wanted to get an alien story in there. They just liked that concept. I just I just feel like Gundam is a weird vehicle to do your alien story in the movie that caps off the series. I feel like. And, and this will be one of my factors later. Aliens need to be baked into your story from the very beginning. If they were baked into the very beginning from Double O, man, I, I didn't buy that or I didn't pick up on that. I don't know. Also, it's not a Gundam series. It's not a Gundam OVA movie unless we have mobile suits fighting mobile suits. Mm, interesting. Yeah. If we, if we have, you know, mobile suits becoming inoperable because these, you know, these silver spindles get attached to them that's not quite the same thing <laughs> agree so. yeah so that's what we thought of the aliens that do exist in gundam we'd be very curious to hear what the listeners think so if we were going to go down the alien road isaac say right now sunrise is like hey ufos they're just trending all over the place and you know everyone loves them again <laughs> even the government's gonna release info or something like that yeah we've now gotten to the point where uh, people who were interested in UFOs as children are now running the government. So now they're like, let's get those files out there. Why not release them? <laughs> so here we are. So what factors need to be there if you're going to do aliens in, in a Gundam series, Isaac? Or at least what factors do you need to consider? Okay. Number one, I think whatever these aliens are, there needs to be mobile suit combat in the series. That's like from the get-go. We can't have... A double O repeat where like it, it's essentially a story about them 
on a fact-finding mission, right? And there's almost no mobile suit combat. Okay, so I think that's number one. Number two, the aliens need to be done in an interesting way. They can't be these sort of beyond communication silver spindles that are almost more like a, a self-replicating parasite or, or, or hassle that just starts plaguing humanity. And, you know, the Gundam pilots are going to try to struggle against it with their Gundams. But ultimately, it's, you know, something invincible. They have to be a type of alien you can, you can knock down and go toe-to-toe with, I think. Got it. That makes sense. So on my list, I have humans and aliens need to be roughly on the same level of technology or have some way to equalize things. So yeah. like in Double O, the aliens were just far and above basically everything except the Double O with whatever the engines were called. And presumably the Gundams in this story are sort of the equalizer, right? You'd have to paint your story around that. Why is that the case? Maybe the aliens are limited. Maybe there's not unlimited you know, troops that they can send in. Are they stranded here for some reason? And again, this goes back to the idea that if aliens were to actually just show up here, Isaac... They would be so far advanced past humanity's technology, it wouldn't be a challenge. So you have to find some way to get them. You have to make it so there's a fight and it's winnable for our our heroes. I think what people don't understand is that space is incredibly vast. And for aliens to get here somehow, they would have so much more like capabilities to use either energy or, or just technology way beyond what we have. So... They're not going to show up and be using bullets, is what I'm saying here. <laughs> so you need, you need an equalizer to, to make it a fair fight. They're not going to show up and put infantry on the ground and <laughs> with their little helmets and their, right, right. their, their lasers. <laughs> yes, and you see this in other stories, right? Like in Pacific Rim, for example, the aliens only send a few kaiju at a time, right? Because if they sent them all, we would lose. They took notes from like the bad guys from Power Rangers. Like just send, just even though you can mass produce monsters, just send one a week. <laughs> we got to stretch out the season, you know. Yeah, exactly. I think you have to be careful here because I think whatever you do, it needs to not be the Gundam version of another franchise. And this might be pretty difficult because there's a lot of franchises out there with aliens. So, like in particular, I feel like you have to somehow stray from anything resembling uh, Macross. Absolutely. You took the words right out of my mouth. I don't think a Gundam series would feel like Gundam if it was our heroes in the Gundam squad as part of, you know, the Earth sphere are fighting against a, an invasion of the, you know, the the Galactoids. And, you know, they got their alien mobile suits or whatever. And, oh, they're fighting it out. It, it would feel exactly like Macross. I really feel like if you're going to avoid any comparison, that's the one you want to avoid. Yeah. The other ones I'd be worried about are, like, Starship Troopers. I think the book version of Starship Troopers, I've not read it, but I know it uses... I'm pretty sure, like, the space marines in there use, like, exosuits, and they fight a bunch of bugs. Yeah, yeah. bugs as aliens is... It's overdone, and it's kind of... I I don't know. I feel like it's it's a shallow enemy. Yeah, it is one way to go, though. I tid my hand at the bug story, but I'm not in love with it, so... No. And then I think... The aliens need to be part of your story from the beginning, or at least a planned twist that makes sense within your story. So this is this is what I mean about Double O. You got to the movie at Double O, and all of a sudden aliens were they became like the main purpose of Double O, and it was like I didn't really get that from watching fifty episodes. So if it, <laughs> if, if it feels disconnected from the fifty episodes that I just watched, and you're telling me that 
the two-hour finale is going to be about that. It just seems really odd. So I feel like the aliens need to be part of your story from the very beginning. In Double defense, like, there were maybe a few times, I'm going to say, like, less than five, where I vaguely remember, I think his name was Areola. Oh, <laughs> Areola. <laughs> yeah, I know who you're talking about. Aeolia Schoenberg or whatever. Yeah, yeah Aeolia Shinzen or whatever his name was. The guy that actually designed the Gundams and created Celestial Being. He always said over again, over and over again in his little, you know, the same video snippet that he left for everybody. I think the ultimate purpose of the Gundams was for the dialogues to come. And nobody really understood what that meant. Or they just assumed it meant, you know, dialogues between different human countries and factions. But ultimately, I guess it revealed to be dialogues with a non-human species. Yeah, I mean, that that's fair. I mean, maybe I should have... But that was so vague that, like... <laughs> Clearly, clearly didn't, you know, hold our hand in that story to introduce it to us. Yeah, maybe I should have believed in it more then. I, I guess I remember him saying that, but I don't, I didn't take that to mean like we were literally going to meet yeah. aliens at the end of the show. And in our defense as viewers, like watching the video of the dead Gundam designer, that's not really forefront in our minds compared to the, the living characters and villains and the things they talk about and say. Right. So then I started to think, okay, Isaac, how would you go about building your idea and one of my thoughts was the first thing you said that it has to have mobile suit combat i feel like you have to decide right away what the combat is going to look like in your alien story is it going to be gundam versus mobile suit or is it going to be gundam versus organic aliens and so that means either are are you in a macross story or are you in our gundam seed space whale counterattack film right where <laughs> The, the Gundams are just carving up space whales out, out in the middle of space that are just f floating, swimming in space. PETA would hate it. <laughs> People are going to love our side story, Gundam Seed, Whale of a Tail, when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> the plants and the Earth Alliance have to, make a, have to team up to take on the whales. <laughs> They're just these unstoppable whales. They just swim in from, you know, the, the outer planets. If you think a whale's massive, imagine a whale piloting a whale mobile suit. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, I think you need to decide what kind of aliens you're going to have. Are they going to be intelligent and interactable, like Star Trek? Or are they going to be intelligent and, what I would say, non-interactable? So, like, xenomorphs from the Alien franchise. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, there's really... I mean, yeah, no one's ever had a conversation with a xenomorph, right? And asked about, like, you know, who's their leader? How do they, how right. do they run things in their society? That's No, it, it's... To an extent, it's like fighting a force of nature or a creature you'd never be able to communicate with. Right, because one begets a political story, and one begets yeah. a tremors. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Drama, survival type, uh, you know, even horror, right? Right. And then you got to decide, why are your aliens here, Isaac? How did they get here? Are we on Earth, or are we somewhere completely different? Because that'd be an option, too, right? Yeah, I mean, if this story's been done from the ground up, I'd be very surprised if Sunrise put an alien story in the UC. I think uh, doing it in its own little universe is more than appropriate. Yeah. Then you got to set the technology level. Has humanity conquered the stars? Do we have faster than light travel? I feel like that really influences a lot about your story. Yeah. Right. I mean, if humanity's kind of more low tech or kind of the tech we've usually seen in Gundam, everyone's still pretty much stuck around Earth. If you're on low tech, then I have images of. Have you ever seen the the Battleship movie, Isaac? 
Are you talking about the one with Liam Neeson? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the one where at the very end they like they they pull the ship around, they anchor it or something, and then they do the quick turnaround and they fire and they blow up the. Uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> sure. Because then you're gonna you're gonna have the low tech tactics like that. You know, the worst thing about that movie is he never said the famous line, right? You sunk my battleship, <laughs> which was a crime. That that movie would have been so much better if he said that. If I'm remembering right, the the aliens when they're fighting uh, the battleship, they set up a grid, right? <laughs> like they the do. It's like a game. little shield. Yeah, a grid that the that the humans can see though, so they know they're in the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about that product placement, man. Yeah, here's our targeting system. We've we've never designed it so that our enemies can't use it too, but we're gonna use it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my last thing to consider, Isaac, was it's probably the deepest question, which maybe it's, this is a whole episode in itself, but. Why does this story that you're telling with an alien need to be a Gundam story and not something else? Is that part of the problem, Isaac? Are aliens inherently too far from what makes Gundam Gundam? What's your thought on that? I'll definitely say this. Aliens are not necessary for Gundam. All that's necessary for Gundam is human versus human conflict. That's what every Gundam series is really hinged on. Gundams are really something that's built by humans for humans. I don't think I'd enjoy seeing an alien Gundam. I don't think an alien Gundam or even alien mobile suits is something that would be that interesting. At that point, we're just watching, you know, I think a generic space opera almost, except they swapped out fighters for mobile suits at that point. Yeah. So no, no, to answer your question, aliens in Gundam don't really bring anything new except the fact that they're not really done that often in gundam that is it okay so i know you tried to make an alien gundam show i have two ideas i'm not in love with them okay i do think it's hard i think it's hard to make an, an yeah. alien gundam show that isn't macross or it isn't tekaman blade or it isn't pacific rim i'm struggling a little with, a little bit with how to make it gundam like why is it gundam right so Lay it on me. Give me the Gundam aliens. All right, here we go. So, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. We can just do what we've seen is very effective. And something I felt is a really good alien story, and also a human story at the same time, which would be great for Gundam, is The Thing. If anyone listening isn't familiar with the thing it's about this uh alien life form that's able to take on the appearance of other people and spread that way kill people a a pretty insidious force i feel like a gundam series that takes that approach with its alien where the alien can kind of turn into people or look like people or uh at least passes humans that we know characters that our characters know would be probably the best way to approach aliens because it still allows our characters and our antagonists to pilot Gundams, pilot mobile suits, fight each other, communicate with each other, and all the while there's still an alien threat among them. To sort of set up the scenario, I feel like its own universe would be great, and it would give you sort of a blank slate as far as what you want to do. You could start off making it sort of similar to After War Gundam X, By that I mean you have your stand-in Earth Federation that's not called the Earth Federation. Uh, You know, call it the Earth Union or whatever. You have your your stand-in Xeon that's not called Xeon. You know, call it the, uh, I don't know, the the colonial uh, empire. And they're battling it out, right? They're having a war just like the one-year war. 
probably start the story off in the middle of the war. Uh, no need to waste time. But you could have the characters, or at least maybe jump back and forth between characters on both sides, quickly realize that unusual things are happening. And maybe there's a couple of alien ships that get discovered by each side. And from there, it becomes quite clear to the characters that a lot of humans aren't actually humans anymore. And this threat is going to maybe jeopardize all humanity. So ultimately, the story goes on and the characters on both sides that are still human, or at least that think they're still human, have to uh, work together in order to fight this alien menace and uh, save humanity. So I like this because it has the three-faction thing that we saw in Iron-Blooded Orphans. How many of these aliens are there? Um, I like the idea that essentially two ships came, so not a ton of aliens. Okay. But at the same time, uh, they are able to reproduce with enough time. So it's a, a slow-growing glo- threat. So th- there, there isn't a, a fleet that shows up out of nowhere, and now we're all of a sudden in a... You know, we're, we're in a fleet battle in Star Trek. No, that's not <laughs> going to happen. These aliens are clearly sneaky, and for whatever reason, they don't like going toe-to-toe with their enemies, so they much rather would co-op people's technology and even their bodies, and then from there, do their sneaky stuff until they, they actually win. I guess since there's only two ships worth of them, what, what's stopping our humans from just, you know, attacking their ships? Are, are they <clears throat> far and beyond above us, or...? Uh, humanity does, you know, what they always do when they see something new interesting. They just investigate it right away. And the people that come back really aren't themselves anymore. But by then, it's kind of too late. From there, they start spreading um, pretty sneakily, right? It's not necessarily an alien gets in one ship and everybody gets taken over. It's more maybe the alien will allow a few people, key people, to get taken over. And then, you know, spread to another ship and spread to a side or etc. parts of Earth. So it's it's not an instantaneous takeover, but um, these aliens clearly are, for whatever reason, however they evolved, they're much better at uh, taking over people and using their things than developing their own things and uh, using those to fight and, you know, take what they want. What's the alien's goal in this? To eradicate humanity and take control of the planet, or are they trying to just kind of secretly be in charge? Kind of like a secret invasion scenario from, from Marvel with the scrolls. Uh, I think ultimately they'd want to be, uh, you know, kind of the only species on our our beautiful Earth sphere. <laughs> uh, that could also maybe explain uh, why the war starts really heating up to the point where insane things start happening, like uh, maybe possible mass colony drop or just weapons of mass destruction that were, were kind of unthinkable, you know, before the alien threat showed up. Oh, I like that. Yeah, they wouldn't have the same moral compass that we would. No, and also, since they're targeting, you know, humans, you know, who, who cares if we commit war crimes at that point, you know? It, I feel like a lot of times in Gundam, we, we always get to, you know, the, the stakes always rise, right? The super weapons come yeah. out and the factions start blowing each other away. In our own world, yeah, we've, we've had, like, instances where that's happened too, but I also feel like at the end of the day, a lot of the powerful countries would bend over backwards not to have a nuclear war no matter how bad things were getting so the fact that it happens in this Gundam story shows that okay a few key people in power are clearly not on humanity's side if they're trying to wipe out large percentages of humanity yeah definitely you you, in our world cooler heads typically prevail right isn't there that one story about during the cold war 
I think it was the Russians detected like a nuclear launch, but it, the the general who or whoever was in charge of launching the counter uh, nuclear yeah. missile, he he was like, yeah, I don't know if that's I don't know if I believe that, and it didn't it turn out to be like a flock of geese or something. Right, it was something like that. I think they needed. I think there were three officers, and it had to be unanimous to uh, to order the beginning of the responding attack. One person dissented and said, "You know, I think his reasoning when he actually got interviewed was, if the United States was attacking, they'd send more than just a handful of missiles." Right. So, a logic shows up, I think, when you're close to destroying large amounts of humanity. <laughs> yeah, just like the hero from Gundam Seed, the uh, <laughs> secretary of uh, <laughs> Mr. Zala. <laughs> That's right, actually. Yeah, actually, everybody in that room was really not going to go ahead with it, I think, right? Yeah, they were all kind of like, you know what? This is this yeah. is a little much here. Well, Pat- Patrick had to like push the, co- the technician in front of him out of the way, take control of that computer, and then actually, I guess, enter some commands that he knew that would give him control to fire. Yeah, he like designed the operating system, apparently. He- <laughs> Man, there, another, another sign of a coordinator just taking an operating system and improving it. <laughs> Just like Kira. Yeah, I like this because it's a play on the... It lets you put aliens into the one-year war without really soling the UC. I don't think we would want to bring aliens into no. the UC at all. In this way, I mean, I know we have the virus thing, but that's not at all on this level, right? I think the most interesting thing is this moral compass thing. They have no restrictions using weapons of mass destruction on either side, right? They could escalate the war secretly to catastrophic consequences. Maybe the best thing about this approach or approach that would be very similar like it if Sunrise did it would be that we still have humans and seemingly humans interacting, communicating with each other, having drama and, you know, character dialogue and development with each other. It's not humans and some completely foreign and bizarre alien that has a different language or just acts so otherworldly. It's humans and aliens that are clearly doing their best to mimic humans and try not to get detected how do you think the that humanity wins in this story or do they win i think humanity does win i think maybe teaming up the two sides that were initially at war in the beginning you know the space noids and then the earth noids teaming up would ultimately tip the scales in their favor i think maybe the aliens also make a mistake where they sort of reveal themselves to an extent at the end or at least towards the end where they have their own faction that shows up uh, not in their own vehicles they're still using human vehicles but at that point they feel like there's enough of them that okay it's at this point we're just trying to mop up humanity but um you know of course things don't go their way so what you're telling me is that they don't end up holding hands and singing kumbaya at the end (laughs) (laughs) no at the end we can make it very clear that there's you know even though humanity won and they're they're clearly on much better terms. There's still um, some disagreements, but for the time, there can maybe at least begin uh, talks of, of a ceasefire. When the first human finds an alien, does he punch it and say, welcome to Earth? <laughs> no, I think some mystery around the actual interaction would be uh, much more enticing or uh, even even spooky to an extent all we really need to see is uh, each each investigation team maybe go into the ship maybe some issues with communications once they're inside the ship and then uh, the team comes out and says everything's okay but we assume things weren't okay at all how early in this because this i think is a big point how early in this series would you reveal the aliens i feel like we do a gut punch at the end of episode one 
where the character we thought was the main character gets taken over. Interesting. And on that note, him him essentially dying. Okay. Uh, well, my ideas are are not great, but we'll go through them and and I'll say why I did them and why I don't think they work. Brian, I think I speak for all the listeners when I say your ideas are all great. <laughs> <laughs> so buck up and tell us. <laughs> the first one I'm going to call Gundam Exo Terminators. Wow. <laughs> this is my version of like the bug story. So I, I tried okay. to split my ideas into like one is heavy on Gundams and the other is heavy on political theater. So this is where you'd be facing sort of vicious aliens that are larger than humans and they require Gundams to fight somehow. Wow. Maybe they're not able to be tracked by radar, so you can't target them with missiles. You'd have to have an excuse for why Gundams were developed to fight these aliens. I don't think they should be as big as like Pacific Rim. That's I don't want it to feel like a copy, right? So they're mobile suit size then? I mean, they're not... Yes. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Pacific Rim, the, the Jaegers were way bigger than mobile suits, so... Okay. Right. I'm thinking like F91 size. Okay, cool. I mean, you can explain away pretty pretty easily, right? Why mobile suits had to be developed. You know, maybe tanks did poorly, maybe fighter craft did poorly, and as usual, mobile suits outperformed them both. Yeah, I was thinking, I mean, they're too big for humans to interact and fight with them just being a human, and maybe tanks and planes don't do well, and so you have to go into something a little more hardcore. Um, Maybe the reason why you needed Gundams was you needed to be able to fight faster and and be more agile, so you kind of need the equivalent of a Saikamu or a Laia Vignana system. Ooh. But then after that, I was like, well, that this is basically just the Calamity War from Iron-Blooded Orphans with aliens <laughs> instead of mobile armors. Yeah. So maybe they should just make that instead. But, I mean, if you did aliens, then you could bring in a bit of, like, a survival or, like, horror theme, right? Because the Alien franchise itself, is a, there's some horror there, right? I mean... Yeah, lots. In your defense, though, Brian, like... The aliens you're talking about being the scale of mobile suits or miniature mobile suits is way different than the massive mobile armors from uh, from Iron-Blooded Orphans. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, and then perhaps the aliens drifted in from outer space. Maybe they were dormant on an asteroid, and that way there's a limited number of them, and the fight is winnable. The only thing is I think this might be too close to Tekaman Blade or sort of any other series where there's mecha-fighting, mecha-sized aliens. Like, I feel like that's a little bit too generic. Yeah. That's why I think maybe that one isn't unique enough to be a real series. Voltron when the monsters show up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, Even though I love Voltron, I mean, then you 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 could just go watch Voltron. You don't need to watch the Gundam version of Voltron. There you go. Voltron is great. Uh, Listeners, if you haven't seen Voltron, please check it out. Second idea was like, okay, what if I went away from the sort of organic fights with, you know, big aliens and more into the political arena? So if you just made the Gundam version of Star Trek, if you're going to go all in on aliens, just maybe have multiple alien races and have this far, far in the future where we've moved beyond our solar system and can travel vast distances from the beginning. I mean, you would have to establish why everyone uses a mobile suit to fight. Because that seems kind of like an odd thing. Maybe everyone uses Minovsky physics or the equivalent of Minovsky physics in this universe, and so mobile suits just make the most sense. Maybe that's the secret to, to traveling vast distances. And then, you know, this is where you could get your political stuff that, that Gundam is typically known for. You could have warring factions about, you know, independence and, and uh, territories and things like that. 
proud warrior race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the Klingons show up. Yeah. And the science race, the cyborg race. Who else? The merchant race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that gets you your political, but then I don't, I, I think that's too generic. I think that's just Star Trek Gundam. Yeah, it's uh, sci fi by the numbers, right? Yeah, so I think that's why Aliens and Gundam is hard, I, I, outside of how you've done it where the mm-hmm. aliens step into the existing Gundam conflict, I have a hard time of seeing how you can do aliens and make it feel authentically Gundam. Right, and, you know, the version of aliens being in Gundam that I described, it could just as well be um, essentially a conspiracy with conspirators on both factions, right? Th- their interaction would be almost the same. Yeah, that's right. You could have, yeah. <clears throat> you could have a third faction that simply manipulates the other two, and if if it was human, it would just their their mode of interaction would be different, but the outcome might be the same. Yeah, um, there could be some kind of cult that wants to wipe out humanity, and they've been lying low, and that's why they're you know ratcheting up the stakes in the war. Or who who knows? Some other type of conspiracy. But the point is, my version of just having aliens looking like humans is solely just to keep the conflict seemingly on the surface, at least human versus human. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you went with no aliens and just human manipulators, you would lose the potential for horror and surprise things, right? So that would be a little different, I suppose. Yeah, but there hasn't really been a Gundam horror, so this would all be really experimental to see how it goes. Um, Getting back to your your concept where humans were fighting um, sort of bugs, what do you see the human drama in that concept? I think it's mainly survival. Okay. If you fail, then humanity's kind of it's not going to work out. <laughs> so, so in your story, is humanity kind of in the ropes on the ropes? Like they're not doing too great. Yeah, I would say they're they're not doing any better than people are in Pacific Rim. Okay. Oh, bad. Yeah, I, I don't think they're doing well. Bad to the point where the government's hiding how bad it is. <laughs> I think you have to be doing bad in that scenario because it's going to take a while to make a Gundam. You can't just like whip one up, right? So this yeah. this conflict has to have been going for at least a few years. So in your alien bug concept, were the mobile suits created specifically to fight the bugs? And are the Gundams maybe, I guess, advanced version of them? Or are the Gundams the prototype that was built to actually go toe-to-toe with the bugs? And then the mass-produced mobile suits like the GM are actually what they crank out to sort of match the numbers? You'd have to have some basis in in reality. Like you can't just be like we need a Gundam to fight this. Like that doesn't make any sense, right? So maybe what it is is they've they got the idea from like construction robots, construction suits. That's why the yeah. name is Exo Terminators because it's like exosuits or exoskeletons, <laughs> and they're acting as uh, exterminators. Yeah, it's it's a really dumb name, but maybe one of those performed well, and they got the idea to to expand them. Okay, so these bugs like. Is there ever any communication between humans and the bugs, or is it that that's impossible, just like the Starship Troopers? No, I don't think you'd get very much communication at all. And they don't have to be bugs. I mean, they could be any sort of creature-looking thing. Are they fully organic, or are these like insects, but they're clearly using their own technology? <clears throat> no, I was picturing fully organic, uh, because oh, I thought okay. that would be different enough from a Gundam perspective that it might be interesting. Okay. Zerg, Tyranids, something like that. Yeah, kind of like okay. the Zerg, yeah. For your uh, the space opera version, there's battles and stuff in Star Trek, but it, there really isn't that many times where there's full-on war. 
is that kind of the same case where our white base is kind of going, you know, across the galaxy exploring and there's just maybe different little kingdoms and empires in different corners that are, you know, to varying degrees um, agreeable or hostile? Yeah, for the Gundam Trek, <laughs> I would definitely ratchet up the conflict, right? Because Star Trek is probably not quite as eventful that you would need for, for a Gundam series. It's very talkative sci-fi. Good ideas, but still. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think people who watch Gundam maybe want a little bit more action. So I would I would think that you would have a white base kind of ship and it would accidentally start some big conflict or get the human race stuck in some conflict maybe maybe by accident. It's Gundam Trek in the sense that there are multiple alien races that are all sort of interacting in a political manner. Um, okay. versus versus just you know the, the xenomorph equivalent that shows up and wants to just eat everything, right? If I saw Gundam Trek, I would want it to be more than one series because I think shows where they get deep into like, you know, the politics and the factions and all that and the relationships between these different governments and stuff, I feel like they're served way better when the storylines are longer and they have more time to uh, develop. Yeah, that's one of the downsides, right? If, if you're going to have that many factions and things, you need a long runway, which especially in today's world, yeah. You know, are you going to get that? I don't know. For Sunrise testing out a new Gundam featuring aliens? No, you're going to get one series to get it right and just to test the waters. Gundam Bugs? Gundam Bug Hunters? Or what? what Exo? Exo Terminators. <laughs> Exo Terminators? Exo Terminators can be done in one season, I feel like. Right. Yes. Also, what what, did I, what the hell did I call mine? Uh, Gundam Encounter, I think. Yeah, Gundam Encounter. Okay, that's a terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> Gundam Body Snatchers. Yeah, Gundam Body Snatchers can be done in one series, right? Oh, speaking of Body Snatchers, I don't <laughs> envision them like like the thing or even like Body Snatchers, you know, they don't set up pea pods and then copy people. <laughs> and like the thing, you know, they don't just touch you and they start, you know, you, you start turning into them. I always thought that was kind of... Did you see the thing, Brian? Uh, I did, but I think it was a really long time ago and I can't say that I really remember... Okay, well, for for our listeners and for you, Brian, the thing can really, it just needs like to touch you with a single cell to take over you, mm. which was always, for me, I always wondered like, why did the thing not explode itself the moment everybody was in a room with it? It would have won. The movie would have been two minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so to kind of get around that, I always envisioned the um, the replacers in my concept as they kind of have to go into your brain. God, that's so that's so generic. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of have to go into your brain to take over you, right? Okay. To reproduce at least or something like that, right? Maybe their offspring eat your brain. What is their like corporeal form or do they have one? I always imagine them as being some type of, um, not a, gl- a goo, but, uh, but uh, some type of uh, maybe web webbed kind of, slithering type organism that's small enough to fit inside the human brain consume it and essentially take its place and hijack the nervous system from from inside the skull oh so they're kind of like i don't want to say parasites but they're hijackers we'll call them hijackers oh wait isaac are these the goa'uld <laughs> pretty close except the gold clearly weren't big on reproducing and you know the filling every human's brain with themselves yeah okay instead of like you know setting up a pea pod or making instead of making like you know actual contact with you just with a, a single hand hand handshake or something like that i thought it'd be more squicky if the aliens 
essentially use their eyeball as sort of a, a chameleon tongue. So it shoots out at like the speed of almost, well, really fast, like, you know, a fraction of a bullet hits your eye. And then now there's one inside of you taking over your brain pretty quickly. So it's, it adds some horror, I think, to it, some body squick and yeah. That is very specific and very <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> yeah. As great as Alien is, uh, the whole face hugger thing is pretty weird if you think about it, right? Like yeah. the, the whole reproduction is based on this this little thing that runs around the floor and it's it's kind of fast, but like it kind of has to hope that you don't have a weapon, that you don't have distance. Uh, this thing, though, since it knows that it's going to be in the room with you and it looks like a human, it just pretty much needs to get close enough to you, maybe talking to you about your day, look you in the eye and just wait for you to keep your eyes open and then it'll, you know shoot one inside you <laughs> mobile suit gundam we shot one inside you <laughs> <laughs> see you in nine months <laughs> this will be a rated r version of gundam it'll only air in late night japanese tv <laughs> gundam triple extraterrestrial <laughs> <laughs> um wow isaac uh that's a lot of alien stuff we covered today I mean, yes, it is, but listeners, if you're a Gundam fan, you know an alien show is coming down the pipeline, right? There's too much Gundam coming for them not to give us another alien idea, another alien presence in a series, in a movie, something alien's coming because Gundam has to stay fresh, right? It has to try new ideas, new things, other anime series are experimenting and doing different things. Why shouldn't Gundam and bringing aliens into space combat in a show set pretty much only in space is inevitable, I think. So get ready for aliens. Yeah, and Gundam's always one of those shows that, at least for the alternate universes, has always really relied upon what's been popular at the time to influence uh, you know, the show. So, for example, G Gundam, you can tell that's based on a lot of 90s fighting video games. Yeah. Gundam Wing. Boy bands were really popular. Age, you know, you got mobile phones. After we're going to max, clearly taking some notes from, you know, Mad Max and Road Warrior and mm-hmm. all that. There you go. Yeah, you could even say uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans was really based on a lot of more more grounded down in tone anime series at the times. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, we didn't track about Gundam Build Fighters Try. <laughs> clearly, oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Clearly based on... Everybody's favorite, you know, tournament type uh, anime series like Pokemon or dueling, you know, any any anime series where there's dueling and a, and a friendly competition and tournament, not life or death. Neither of our ideas revolve around UFOs. That that could be interesting. <laughs> I don't know how you get a Gundam in there though, but no, I do. Oh God, I don't think I'd want that. That would almost be like a a joke, right? Yeah. Like a thirty minute. You know, something fun Sunrise did based on a, an upcoming government report or something. I don't know. <laughs> so there you have it, listeners. We're really curious what your thoughts are on aliens in terms of how they exist in Gundam today, you know, primarily Double O. So if you're a big fan of the Double O movie, we'd love to hear from you. We, we want to know why you liked it. Not only that, if you enjoyed the Gundam Double O movie with the aliens, please comment and tell us why. What, what did you enjoy about it? But more specifically for everybody else... Please comment if you think aliens should show up in Gundam again. And if they did, how would you want them done right? Dollars to donuts. One has to be coming down the pipeline. There's just, it's such a blank slate. I think Sunrise is going to jump at it at some point just to give us something fresh. Strike while that iron is hot. (laughs) 
<laughs> Strike while that Gundanium's hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And Brian, why don't you take us out? Don't forget, tonight before you go to sleep, stand next to your bed, get on your knees, put your hands together, look at your Degwin wall scroll, and hail Zeon. Good night, everybody.